All content discussed on Hypochondriactor are the individual opinions of Dr. Priyanka Wally and Sean Hayes and should not be construed as personalized medical advice. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast. I'm Dr. Priyanka Wally, medical doctor and stand-up comedian. And I'm Sean Hayes, actor and hypochondriac. It's safe to say that I'm not America's first hypochondriac, but I am America's first hypochondriactor. Oh my gosh, Sean. Oh my gosh, Priyanka. Do you like bonuses? Do you like those extra little french fries at the bottom of the McDonald's <laughs> bag? Nice. Because I was that's say the what same. this is it. Well, that's pretty sad we were going to use the same analogy for the bonus episode. <laughs> french fries oh. at the bottom of the bag. Um, yes. Hi, by the way, bonus hair day today. Look how gorgeous your hair is today. Oh, thank you. You know, I'm trying to embrace the natural curls. Yeah. Anytime you come on, you have the curls. I'm always kind of thrown. I'm like, oh, look at look at little Shirley Temple over there. <laughs> right? <laughs> little brown Shirley Temple. <laughs> yeah, curly, curly Temple. Curly Temple. Yes, yes. Yeah, no, wait. Today, this is super exciting. This is a little bonus episode. Hi, everybody. This is a little bonus yes. for you because we love you. Yeah, we love you. We love our callers. And yeah, we're just excited. We just figured there's so much happening and there's so many people calling in. I know. We always talk about like, oh my God, did you hear that? Did you see that? Did you see that on the news? Did you see this person had this and that, whatever? So we're like, wait, why don't we just like, in, in addition to it. hopefully getting them on someday, like let's talk about it now while it's like still here. And yes. so we have a couple of callers like normal to get to and hear from, but we're also going to talk about a story you might know about from the news. We're going to talk about Damar Hamlin and his medical mm -hmm. emergency that happened on the football field. But before we get to the DeMar story, we're going to hear from a couple of our listeners. The first one is from somebody named Rebecca. So let's listen to Rebecca. Hi, Sean and Priyanka. I really love the show. I just discovered it recently. I think it's extremely educational and a lot of fun. So thank you for doing that. Um, I just listened to the episode where you had your colleague friend, Sean, talk about his experience in Germany and German hospitals. And I wanted to share my own experience in a similar situation. I had been doing my study abroad in Italy and started getting sick towards the end of it when I was meeting up with some friends that were living in Germany, U.S. military station there. And by the time I got to Germany to hang out with them, I was really sick, coughing to the point that I was throwing up and super sick and just really uncomfortable and I couldn't breathe. So eventually I went to an ER, they did a bunch of tests. They basically said, eh, there's nothing we can do. Nothing really wrong with you. Went to a doctor. He claimed I had tonsillitis and bronchitis. I was given a bunch of antibiotics. It didn't really do anything. Fast forward about a month, I go back home to the United States, still feeling terrible, can't get rid of the cough. I go to a nurse practitioner with my university and I have her do a bunch of tests, explain it. She diagnosed me with whooping cough. All of the wow. symptoms and problems I was having were exactly what whooping cough is like. Nice. Funny thing, you're supposed to boost your vaccine in your early 20s, which I did mm -hmm. not know until after I had whooping cough. And with six were about 90 days. They called the 90-day cough, apparently. Oh, my God. It was a miserable right. experience. My lungs have never been the same. So if you're in your early 20s and you're listening to this, please get your whooping cough vaccine updated. Right. Wow. Thank you so much. So, oh, my wow. gosh. Wow. 
Thank you, Rebecca, for that. Yeah, so, wait, she was, she was in Italy, she said. She was vacationing in yeah, Italy. Yeah, study abroad, man. I mean, you the thing is, well, here's the thing that where my mind goes, because, like, like the second the second you... <laughs> I might it's be speaking... It's a whooping gut cough. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, the, 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 the second, my, my mind goes immediately to, if you're American and you're flying anywhere outside of this and you get sick, you go, oh, it's the food. It must be the food. It's the food. Must be something I ate. <laughs> right? Isn't that the first thing you think of? You know, pertussis is the medical term for whooping cough. And it is literally, Sean, one of the oldest yeah. diseases that Babies. human beings have been battling with since Babies like seventh century, you know. Really? It's, yeah. It's so old. It literally the Latin word pertussis means intense cough. I remember like being in like, I don't know, high school, college, I don't know, years, years and years ago. And there was like this pandemic and they showed pictures of these poor, 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 poor little babies. Like yes. just coughing up like mucus and stuff. And I was, and they're like, it's, it's getting everywhere. Everybody's going to get it. And it was like decades ago. And I was like, yes. oh my God, why, like, this is awful. So pertussis epidemics happen every two to five years. And yeah. there are cases that peaks. And this is why it is so important to vaccinate for pertussis, for whooping cough. What people do not realize is whooping cough is so much more contagious than then, COVID ever was. Do you remember really? in the movie Contagion, yes. they talk about this thing called the R-naught? Do you remember okay, the R-naught? Yes, it's yes. like the, it's, it's a basic reproductive number. It tells you how contagious infection is. And the uh -huh. R-naught of COVID is between 1.4 to 2.5. Yeah. The R-naught of pertussis is between 15 to 17. No way. Wow. It is. So you're going to get it. Super contagious. So can, so can a baby give it to a, a, an adult and, and, and a, or does the adult give it to the baby? Yeah. Yeah. It can. It's human to human. And this is such a good example of how vaccines actually saved lives. I mean, we have done such a good job with the vaccination for pertussis. But what I'm saying is it, the, it, the baby isn't like out and about going to bars and meeting people. No, no, <laughs> so, no. So, the baby's so, and, just, and, and, yeah. and the adult gets the vaccine. So how can the baby ever get whooping cough? You have to vaccinate the baby. So, But, they, but I'm saying, how does the baby get it? From another human. Just from the air. It's that contagious. It's wow. I'm telling you, it's crazy how contagious it is. And before the 1940s, when the vaccine was invented, babies yeah. were dying all over the place. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, with with whooping coughs. And you you couldn't do anything about it. Wow. And and so do I have a vaccine for it? Can you just look you've at me? You've definitely you've okay. definitely been vaccinated for it, but you can get a booster. Yeah. Oh, I'm so, gonna write this down. Yeah, I think uh, doing that would be would be great. A booster just so I can reach my food, like booster my seat? No. <laughs> yeah, that and to boost for whooping cough as well. Okay, um, great. But it, the, the cough from whooping cough, it can take weeks to months to go away completely. It is super gnarly. Wow. But it, but it, it's not fatal, is it? Well, it, for babies, it can be fatal. Wow, that's so scary. It's really scary. But but to ease your concerns, like, again, yeah. we have vaccines for it. We've done a right. really great job vaccinating the population. Yeah. And there's been obviously a dramatic decline. You rarely hear about this. But right. Rebecca, uh, thank you, Rebecca, for sharing yes. this and oh just gosh, reminding you, us the importance of, of whooping cough vaccine. And I love this. She's like, get a booster. I love that. Yeah. Great. Yeah, totally. Um, our next caller is from someone named Andrea. Let's listen to Andrea. Hi, Dr. Wally and Sean. This is Andrea from Utah. I'm the 1% that really weird medical things happen to, but the weirdest <laughs> is that I was only born with half of a uterus. 
Yes, mm-hmm. that's half of a uterus. Also, I only have one ovary and one fallopian tube. There are no reproductive organs on my left side, only on my right. So when I was pregnant with my first child back in 1991, I noticed he was always on my right side. Mm. He would move up and down, but he never moved side to side. The right side of my baby bump was also really tight and very uncomfortable. In fact, I would have to arch my back to get some relief, and I have very wide stretch marks to this day on that side of my body. When my water broke at 36 weeks, I told the nurse in the hospital I thought the baby was breached, but the doctor said it wasn't. He said, meh, you're a first-time mom. What do you know? Mm. So she said, let's do an ultrasound to find out. And then, oh, honey, it's breached. You're having a C-section. Had a traumatic birth experience with many complications. When they cut me open, I heard the doctor say, well, huh, she only has half a uterus. Wow. And I said, well, what does that mean? And the doctor just shrugged his shoulders and said, I don't know. So I was able to have another son, also Breach, and a daughter. All three were born early. All three were C-section. I also had two miscarriages. But what I wanted to say is for any listeners out there, find a doctor that will hear what you are saying and really listen to you. Yeah. You know your body and you know when something is wrong. And if any women out there have had an ectopic pregnancy and you have Mm -hmm. lost a fallopian tube, you can still have children. I am proof that you can have children with only one ovary and one fallopian tube. I mean, granted, I was born this way, but I still want to offer a little bit of hope to others. Mm. Thanks for letting me share my story. Wow. Thank wow. you, Andrea. That's amazing, That's beautiful. Andrea. Where, I wonder where the other half is. Where's the other <laughs> half out, of your uterus? It's, it's, it's out on the town. <laughs> it's, how, it's, it's going around, getting <laughs> passing whooping cough onto other people. Uh, wait, I'm so sorry about the half of you. But I mean... Like, I love that was a discovery years and years later that she had right. half of a uterus. And it's like, and, and, and no organs, or what did she say? No organs on that side of her body? Or no? No, no, no. no. So no. the uterus, the uterus has these uh, ovaries and fallopian yeah. tubes. Yeah. So if you only have one horn, so the medical term for this is unicornate uterus. Yeah. Um, Unimine one and cornuate is Latin for horn shaped. So the yeah. a typical uterus is bicornate. There's two horns, two sets of ovaries, two fallopian tubes. Yeah. But a unicornate is just, uh, Andrea so she, just had one half. Yeah. So she's magical. She has a magical Yes, uteri. you're literally a unicorn. <laughs> yeah, <Andrea>. she's magical. <laughs> Isn't this a testament to how miraculous the human body is? Yeah, it's kind of unbelievable. And that she was born that way and didn't know it and was functioning and everything was fine and blah, 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 blah. Like, I I, I can't believe that. But, you know, she said it at the end, which is what I was going to say, which is how many people have called and come onto this show and said the same thing about doctors. Like, there's so Uh many stories about doctors going, eh, it's probably Uh nothing. Or, nah, just take this antibiotic. Or, eh, just use these drops in your eye. It'll go away. It's like, does anybody, it's hard to find someone who gives a shit. I mean, I think there's a lot of reasons for that. I mean, I think there's a huge burnout problem in medicine right now. I'm sure. But, you know, I think, Andrea, I love the point you're making, though. It's, I think it's, yeah, it's okay to change your doctors if you're, if you feel like you're not connecting with your doctors. I mean, don't worry about hurting your doctor's feelings. It's okay to change your provider if you don't have a connection. But I agree with you, Sean. It is really wild. Like, can you imagine, you know, coming to someone and being like, hey, 
there's this thing in my body, yeah. and I'm the one living in my body, yeah. and I think there's something not right here. And then right. the person's like, no, you don't know what you're talking, talking about. about. It's like, right. um, it's my body. I'm yeah, the one I was, living in it. Right. And I was told to come to you because you um, provide a service where you tell me what's wrong with my body because I don't know. And then know. they're like, And they're like, no, you're fine. I think it's so important to remember that, you know, if you feel something is up, you are the one living in your body. We physicians, we've read the textbooks, yes, but we're not the ones living in your body. So remember that. Don't forget that, that you are connected to yourself more than any other person ever will be. I got it. We got a new phrase starting right now in hypochondriactor. You know, oh, the, yeah? phrase, you know the phrase, if you see something, say something. You know that? Yeah, yeah. This is if you feel something. Say something. Say something. Yes, I love If you I feel it. something. If you feel something, say, say something. Say something. That's what's up. Come Hell on. Yeah. Oh, um, my goodness. All right, good. Guys, oh, my gosh, Andrea. Also, I just want to make a shout out for anyone out there that has a unicornate uterus. Mm-hmm. Um, there can be a higher incidence of kidney issues down mm-hmm. the line. Um, so you want to just make sure that you're getting your kidneys regularly checked, like either with a blood test or an ultrasound, just as part of ongoing maintenance. But how? Because she didn't know. So would anybody know? Is there any signs? Is there anything that, to know that no, you have? You can, no, you can totally be walking around with a unicornate uterus and have no idea. And as you can tell, I mean... Andrea had a full-on baby. It wasn't until the C-section right, right, that they right. looked at it, you know. So it's okay. What if humans could have like a actual horn on their head, like a unicorn, and you oh don't know gosh. it? And I mirrors, and mirrors, and mirrors about didn't exist. A- <laughs> and mirrors, and so somebody had to go. You know, there's a horn coming out of your head. No. It's- it's literally the horn in the room, right? Yeah. <laughs> like the elephant in the room. <laughs> nice. Nice. And it makes oh. you horny. Okay. So, guys, Andrea, oh. thank you for sharing that story. Thank you. And yes. I'm glad all your children are good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank God. So, folks, we love hearing from you. The number to leave us a message is 323-529-6031. That's 323-529-6031 country code United States. Yeah. Please keep sharing your stories with us because we love hearing them. So let's get into the Damar story, the Damar Hamlin story. It's so yeah. fascinating. I was watching in real time. It was freaky because I mm. remember seeing him fall and I was like, wait, nobody just falls like, like he fell down like a brick. It was so, so crazy. You were, you were watching. I was watching the game. Okay. So you're a football fan. First of all, I, I, did, not, I, know. I did not know, I know. this about it's you. It's <laughs> surprising. I know gay people watch football, but you <laughs> no, know. It's not, uh, it's not even no, about know. being gay. I mean, it's just, I, I am not a football person. No, and I know. And I think we talked about this with Sanjay Gupta, right? Because he's super, he's a brain yeah. surgeon and he loves football. And I'm always like, what about the head injury stuff? How can, you know? Yeah. And um, I, I've just never gotten into it. I, I just can't, I, I've tried. I've really yeah. tried. I've gone to the Super Bowl parties. I've like done the things, but it's just not for me. I just find it incredibly boring. Oh, really? <laughs> I think it's yeah. super exciting. That is so interesting. Yeah, I think I think you know baseball. I like going to a baseball game just because the atmosphere and it's kind of calm and like yeah. like super relaxed because the game's so slow. It's like mm-hmm. watching golf almost mm-hmm. watching baseball. Yeah, baseball is really the kind of place you attend a baseball game if you want to catch up with a friend that you haven't spoken to in several years and yeah. you want to do it in a really like low key way. That's right, with a hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> so I get I I get all that goes with it. Like the experience of going to a baseball game is super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and basketball really moves. You know, it's like it, that moves fast too. Very fast. But it's it's like 
I got the ball, now you got the ball. I got the ball, now you got the ball. And I, you know, so, but football, I don't know. There's something about the physics of like the timing of mm, the guy throwing the football and the other guy catching it from yards and yards and yards away. That's always mind blowing. It's like, mm -hmm. oh my God, he, he caught that. Like mm -hmm. it was a 30 yard or 40 yard pass and he caught it. And mm -hmm. Oh my God, I don't know. It gets, it's very thrilling to me. So I want to know then, okay, you were watching it live and yeah, when you saw DeMar fall, yeah. what was going through your mind? Oh my God. It was like, well, I, you know, at first I, I thought, but that was odd. Like it's just, it's just an odd thing to see. Like it, it was mm -hmm. my, my eyes didn't compute like mm -hmm. the way he fell mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. a, like a, like a, I don't know, like what, like it just mm -hmm. fell flat. Like a, yeah, it was like so a cartoon quick. almost, you know, like yeah. people just falling. And I was like, well, that was really weird that he fell like that. And then he didn't get up. I was like, oh my gosh. Well, he probably just got hit really hard. I mean, I probably went through the same process everybody watching the game did. Interesting. He'll be fine. He just got a hard hit, right? And then more people and more people and more people crowded him and crowded him. Then you go, oh, this has got to be pretty serious. Right, and, um, right. And, and, you know, I don't look, why, why, is, why am I talking about like how football works and everything? But I just thought because moment, you're a better person to do it than I am for sure. <laughs> On this well, show, you're the expert. <laughs> well, I also thought like you know, like people get around an injured player all the time, yeah. and then they get up and walk, and the crowd cheers that they walk yeah. off the field. Even or even if they get you know wheeled off like in like one of the stretcher things, and but they're they're fine. They just they have yeah. a broken whatever. Yeah. And um, but this and the the length that it went on, I was like. Oh, it, was, it wasn't like two minutes. It wasn't 10 minutes. It was like 20 minutes, 25 yeah. minutes or something like that. And they kept going to commercial and coming back and commercial and coming back. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. you're like, well, there's no way this, I mean, I, 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 I hate to say it out loud, but I thought the worst happened. You know, yeah. I thought, well, oh my God, this I poor mean, guy. It did. I mean, yeah, he, yeah. he died. He effect, I mean, his heart stopped. He effectively died. Yeah, I know. It was so, and uh, by the way, totally welled up when everybody was praying around oh, him on the yeah. field. You're like, mm -hmm. oh my God. And I thought about his family. And I thought about mm -hmm. the players, like just everybody. I was like, oh my God. I mean, it's so public. It's so mm -hmm. public. Right, Why are we right. all watching this? Like, first of all, is there any right. way to get him to a respectful place that isn't still I on totally the field? Agree. I don't know. I, know. I thought that was like, even if he was having a heart attack, can we get him off the field and I know and, for and some do privacy? All the yeah, and do all the stuff that maybe that's why they were crowding around him so that so the um, audience and the TV audience couldn't see. Maybe I don't know. So I only saw the fall after the fact. Um, did they show people doing CPR on him? Where did no, they show that? No, no, you no. Couldn't you couldn't see, see that. It. Yeah. No. Okay. Because. Um, so, see, I mean, CPR is a very, um, it's challenging to watch if you're yeah. actually watching someone who is effectively dead and doing CPR. Um, yeah. It's definitely challenging. Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, oh gosh, a sidebar. I, 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 this only came up because we're talking about it in this moment. I just remembered uh -huh. uh, our beloved um, Leslie Jordan Oh, who, right, who I was just thinking about him last night, actually. Right, who, who died in this, I mean, he wasn't hit like Damar was, in a, <laughs> obviously, in a football mm -hmm. game. Mm -hmm. You know, Leslie would laugh at that. Um, yeah. But um, that I compared, you know, him to a football player. <laughs> but um, Just imagining him, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's the greatest. He's so yeah. missed. Oh, God, I loved him. He was so sweet. Yeah, and, yeah um, the greatest. But, but the fact, what I was going to say was, 
Leslie's heart stopped in a different way than DeMar's did. His heart stopped, which made him lose control of, of his car. Oh, then, so it was the heart went out first. Yes, I believe. Uh, yeah. And then and then the car accident. Oh man, that yeah. is uh that it's just so hard. I know it's and so you can't hard. you 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 just don't know when it's gonna happen. You know, with DeMar's case, when they looked at his heart rhythm on the field, he had what's called ventricular fibrillation, which basically his heart went into this arrhythmia that basically stopped it. It couldn't pump blood to his brain. And then that's why they shocked him. So it was the arrhythmia that stopped his heart. That's like definitely what we do know about what happened to him. But why DeMar got the arrhythmia has yet to be... Yeah, released, well, at least at the time that we're recording this. And of course, I hear fibrillation and I go, oh, I have AFib. Right. Could this happen right, but, to me? Right, because it's called hypochondriactor. <laughs> well, you have <laughs> atrial fibrillation and DeMar right. had something ventricular fibrillation. So there are these chambers in the heart. Yeah. And there's two atrium, which are up top and two ventricles, larger ventricles, which are down below. Mm-hmm. And you have atrial fibrillation. So your atrium are shaped in a way that the rhythm is irregularly irregular uh-huh. every now and then. You don't have right. AFib all the time. It right, comes right. and goes, right? right it's, I know it, the medical term for that is paroxysmal. Um, but DeMar had ventricular fibrillation, which is a much different case. It's very yeah. serious. And if you go into V-fib, then your heart can't pump any blood okay, to your so body. Let's t- so let's talk about it because it's fascinating to me what happened to DeMar. Thank God he's okay. Tomorrow, if you're yeah, listening, or yeah, anybody who knows tomorrow, we're we're so thankful that everything. I, I mean, it's kind of a miracle. It's just kind it of is amazing. a miracle. It's yeah. I mean, this is an example where like medicine worked. Modern yeah. medicine worked. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah. so, so tell me, explain to me. So he got hit in the chest, I believe, is what the thing is. And so I want to know. These are my questions about tomorrow. I want to know when he got hit in the chest, what happened inside of his body and inside of his heart, and. Yeah. And was he prone to having this condition before this? And all because he's so young. And also, could this happen again? And can he play again? Great question. So, at the time that this recording is being done, they yet haven't released the cause of what exactly happened. Right. But right. Um, I certainly have some theories. Yeah. You know, in medical school, they teach us about how if you have this young athlete, who suddenly drops dead in the field, yeah. if they test you, the answer is it's a condition called hypertrophic cardiomyopathy where your heart muscle is really, really thick. It's kind yeah. of enlarged. Yeah. And you don't have any signs or symptoms. You can just have it. Yeah. But if there's a young athlete with no medical history who suddenly drops dead, you got to think, does this person actually have hypertrophic cardiomyopathy? So it's possible that that's what's going on. Wow, because once he got hit, was that like, did it trigger something? So that's one theory that he had. He, it's possible he had this underlying issue. We don't know yet at yeah. the time of this recording. Then the second, there's another theory, which is kind of second on my list. Um, yeah. There's a condition in medicine called commotio cordis. It's very, very rare, but it's basically... In so many words, you get a heart attack. Your heart stops after you get hit in the chest. And the impact basically happens at a point where your heart is in between beats. Yeah. And it just stuns the heart and the heart just stops. So it's kind of like 
Have you know in the movies when someone's like, "Hey, snap out of it," and they yeah. they like slap the like, person, and the person's yeah. just like stunned. Like Cher, well, Cher and Moonstruck. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. It's kind of like that, except happening to your heart. I guess what I meant was, can anybody get V? And I'm going to call it V fib. Yeah. Can V-fib, anybody yeah. get what Demar had V fib? Like just walking around, or do you need to get hit? Well, there usually needs to be some kind of cause, some kind of underlying condition or yeah. yeah maybe you get hit or maybe you have some structural heart issue to begin with because it's not a heart attack necessarily right no it's not like a heart attack where your arteries got blocked it's definitely right. not like that it's more of an electrical issue where yeah. the electricity in the heart just goes out for yeah. whatever reason there's a power outage you need a backup it's you a, need pow- a generator. it's a power yeah. outage yeah you need a generator you know what i think the nfl should do because i don't know why they don't do this but these are all high-end athletes they should be doing heart ultrasounds to yeah. all incoming nfl yes, athletes to absolutely. rule out hypertrophic cardiomyopathy i mean look at us two idiots probably we probably <laughs> they probably do you know what i mean okay <laughs> Yeah, and we're like, yeah, oh. get a, yeah, do it, do it, do it. And they're like, oh, okay. hey, thanks, guys. We haven't I thought even of that. Watch football, and here I am. Like, <laughs> hey, guys, have you heard know. of hypochondriacter? They came up with a great idea. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let's check everybody's health before they play. No, oh, you my know, goodness. But, or that, at least they should get that that calcium. What is it called when you calcium score? Yeah, yeah, a calcium, calcium score. scan. For, I'm sure for they do. Scoring. I'm sure you they think do. so. Yeah. But here's the thing. Then I don't know how the health insurance of those athletes work. Yeah, you know, because they get so many injuries. Like, I, I'm sure the NFL pays for the health insurance. I don't know enough yeah, yeah, about yeah. We, that. Neither of us but, do. But you know, I think it's. I just want to name something. You know, they haven't released the information, and wow. they don't need to. That's Demar's personal yeah, for sure. health information, and 100%. I think it's important to remember. Like, we don't have. Like, it's not our business. You I know? know. Isn't that interesting? Because, you know, Demar is a public figure and there's, you know. Absolutely. And so this craving of needing to know what happened because, but sometimes it comes from, like, for me, I want to know what happened because I don't know the guy, but I feel bad for him. And I, I was yeah. like, it's the, the instinctual human curiosity of needing to know, of having closure on any issue ever, anywhere about anything. Mm. You know, so I think true. that's probably where it comes from is that curiosity that we all have. Well, Damar, if you ever want to come on the show and yeah. talk to us, my God. our doors are open. We would love to talk to you about what happened. Yeah, my AFib would go crazy. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so yes, we wish you well, Damar. I'm so glad you're doing well. I hope you get to play again. Believe it or not, me and Scotty are, are huge fans of you, of football. Um, it's kind of the only sport we watch, but, um, really interesting, but we watch it all the time. I I, I love it. And anytime, you know, DeMar plays for the Buffalo Bills, anytime they come on TV, we always immediately without even prepping anybody, me or Scotty, we'll turn and do Hannibal Lecter from Silence of the Lambs. And we'll go, (laughs) and we'll go Buffalo Bill. (laughs) That's it. That's all I was saying, because oh, that was man. the guy, that was the killer in Silence yeah, yeah, of the Lambs. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Buffalo I would L. love to see that live. That's great. All right. So, Damar, we wish you well. I hope you're back soon. Yeah. Thank you all for listening to this bonus episode. Bonus! Yes! Bonus! Uh, guys, if there's a medical story you'd like to cover in a future bonus episode, please give us a message. Like Priyanka said, we'd love to hear from you. Until next time, guys, don't worry. Be healthy. Bye. Bye. 
Hypochondriactor is a Hazy Mills production hosted by me, Sean Hayes, and Dr. Priyanka Wally. Rebecca Eisenberg and Todd Milliner are our executive producers. Production and editing is by Rabbit Grin Productions. Original music by Scott Eisenogle and Leo Rosner. This is a Hazy Mills production. All content discussed on Hypochondriactor are the individual opinions of Dr. Priyanka Wally and Sean Hayes and should not be construed as personalized medical advice. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. Please consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast.